I do the magic that calibrates everything. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three. We're ready. All right. Make sure this is one, two. For me, it's an honor to even be sitting at this table and for me to have private conversations and to now consider you friends. And Monica, really, it's a treat for me to get to know you more than just friends, almost like comrades at this point. Um, I'm the boring one. I'm drinking tea tonight. Champagne for Monica, champagne for Russia. Lebanese, Lebanese champagne. Lebanese champagne. <laughs> and Selma, you're like me. You're worse than me. You're drinking nothing. <laughs> a fond memory of mine is also Monica sharing a private story with me that there was a time a few years ago herself and Lukman were entering Olio and Badaro and you guys saw me on a date with a girl so you decided not to interrupt yes <laughs> i wish you did <laughs> you would have gotten me out of a bad situation i don't think i ever met Lukman i realize now that i was in the same place with him on different occasions but i never introduced myself never had a conversation with him in person on Twitter, there was some exchange, but not in real life. So this is my way of learning about him through through you. I'll start with a heavier question, and we can go down memory lane from here. If you're to look back the last year and the way many people reacted to this tragedy, his assassination, do you think his memory lives on? That with all the good effort you're doing, but also from the effort many Lebanese are doing to preserve this man's legacy, do you think that job has been fulfilled? As you know, Lebanon is a... Watan Saab. It's a difficult place to be, and people are struggling to survive. So it's a luxury to speak about assassinated, an assassinated man... People are struggling every day, but they are doing huge efforts to remember Lokman. Lokman is remembered by the persons who really know who he is, not the ideologues. And I think that Lokman is remembered not only in Lebanon, but everywhere, because he was a real human being. And if we want to go to a court, we will tell this court that Lokman was assassinated because... No, they are. It's it's a human human rights cause. It's not only a political cause. So I think that's yes. People don't forget Lokman. The people who knew who really he was, not the people who was imagining that he was just an ideologue. He wasn't. He wasn't an ideologue. My brother was someone who loved life and loved the people, and especially the the this area where we are. And they invented, they invented a whole a full story of hatred, but it's not true. That's why we are still here, and we love our neighborhood. That's well said. Monica, if I can ask you, I know that this has become, in a way, your <coughs> a mission of sorts, but do you think it's being fulfilled in a, in a general way, that people talk about him and they remember him consistently? Um, I'm just coming back from a meeting with uh, two friends who are living uh, outside Lebanon and uh, they are here for some days. And, I mean, they <coughs> reassured me. We were talking about justice for Lukman and they reassured me that even... Um, that his legacy is alive and uh, they are not often in the country and I mean they were talking to me how many, how they have been influenced on a personal level and uh, by Lukman and uh, so I and I mean they are not the only ones, it just happened one hour ago that mm. I was sitting with them and I have been hearing this over the year, if you want. Mm. And um, 
I mean, Lukman has been extremely active, and uh, I mean, there has been Umam, but also Dal Jadid, Hayabina. I mean, Lukman has been extremely active, and so in this sense, he also met a lot of people. Mm. There have been over the years a lot of uh, friends working with him, and I mean, I can only say that. Um, that over the years I got more all the time calls of persons who have been working with Lokman, who would like to come back, yeah. who would continue the same fight. And in this sense, um, apart from what we are trying to do, I would say yes. And I mean, his assassination, which was in the end an execution, um, it's it provoked a contra-effect for the killers, I almost would say, that people, even if they might have fear, they, they really believe that Lokman's fight has to continue, which is not only Lokman's fight, but also their fight. The reason I wanted you to be here is because there's one thing that I can imagine harder than what I went through when I lost my father. It's losing a son. I think that is the hardest experience possible. I can't imagine what it's like to be in your shoes and to hold your ground, to be so eloquent and strong in front of cameras, in front of friends, and then have the energy to even talk to someone like me. <laughs> so I really respect you. Do you think that his memory is permanent at this point? You've spoken about him eloquently. Most of my friends now know him. Some that didn't are reintroduced to him. But do you think this is a fait accompli, that Lukman is permanent? I, I can't really talk a lot about Lukman because uh, we were very friendly, especially the period when his sister and brother went to complete their studies in France. We were very intimate and very friendly. He was the only one left in the house with me. So uh, I know a lot about him. I know uh, his successes. I know his uh, weaknesses. I know a lot. I cannot praise my son. Others will praise him. That's all I can say. I'm going to go one step further, said Salma. Uh, I think we've spoken at this point maybe five or six times. Uh, we've spoken about our own uh, reflections on loss. We've also shared private stories about both of us graduating from the same degree at AUB. You studied Middle East studies. Yes. So sir. did I. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you as much as you can to just take us back a bit to the moment Lukman's born, your life in Beirut, and today. A lot of time has passed, but you're still in the same home. You're in the same neighborhood. You've watched history go by, and I think you're a wealth of knowledge. I can learn a lot from someone like you. Even these private conversations, I learn from you. Have you seen Lebanon go through its worst days? In future, do you think this country will reemerge? Or do you, are you as sort of pessimistic as many people are that this is maybe a very bad situation that will continue to get worse? So just your reflection on this home, your life, and where things are heading. Actually, I personally, I'm retired. I came here to Lebanon with Newsweek, thinking that Lebanon is the ideal country. I discovered gradually that it's not. <laughs> and I regret to say it out loud. It's what I feel. I've been living here for 60 years, and every time uh, I'm more disappointed than the previous time. So uh, Lokman's killing is like the, um, I don't know how to compare it. The thing that made me hate the way the children are brought up in this country. How the politicians bring up the younger generation. I simply hate them. That's all. I have nothing else to say. Well, I'm glad that you're saying something that resonates with me, is that you were friends with Lukman. 
And Russia, I understood from you that you had a very friendly relationship with Lukman, that you were talking with him about this country and where things are heading. In your private conversations, now looking back, do you sense that this is as pessimistic as other people are hinting at, that we're past a tipping point, that there's no going back? And maybe your own conversations with Lukman, did he see it this way as well? Or was he a little more optimistic? And as you know, Lukman met uh, met all the per- all the people of this country of and other countries, and he was not optimistic. You know, he translated Sioran. Sioran is the philosopher of despair, and Lukman was not optimistic, but he. He's, he believed in this Lubnan. He believed in Lubnan al-Akbar, in the greater Lebanon, mm. because he was a man of ethics. If you don't have ethics, wherever you live, you have no country. Lokman, his only country is Lubnan the greater, the Lubnan of ethics. But he, he was, of course, he always encouraged his friends to leave this place because it's a mortal place, it's a lethal place. He knew that, he was not a dreamer. He dreamt a lot, of course, he was a poet, he was a writer, but he knew that people are in this country desperate you know, because of their egos, of their smallness, because they want power. He never asked for power. He could have been candidate for to become a minister, to become a, a, a deputy, but he never was in this. He was against this. He was against power. He was the man of ethics and of haq. That's why we are calling for haq. This man deserves to be the last just. In, in, in. There is a very famous book that uh, I read when I was a teenager, Le Dernier des Justes. It means he translated it for me before he was assassinated. Akhir Siddiqeen. Siddiqeen is the persons who say the truth. And you have to reread this book. I suggest that everyone read this book. He was someone who really believed that better can be done. But he was, of course, he never, he believed in Lebanon, in the greater Lebanon, not in this very shabby and small Lebanon of those politicians that he never really respected. And talking about fairness and justice, which I get from you is that this is in his bones. Monica, you and Lukman, in a way, are most well known for umam and collective memory and learning from the past, my own sort of uh, flirtation with trying to understand what happened to this country, it's thanks to research that's been documented by groups like UMA. So when you got to meet Lukman, your own relationship with him, did you sense that he was in a way addressing that? That there's, there's an issue of fairness that he was fighting for? And not just what we're saying here, but more that Lebanon deserves better? And, and how would you maybe put those conversations in, in perspective today? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, when I, I had been in Lebanon before, uh, I met Lokman in June 2001. We spent almost 20 years together. and But I had been in Lebanon before and uh, when I came, And we started to talk, and I came with a film project to Lebanon, and he joined me in this project. The reason why he joined was because he was believing in justice. Mm. And I mean, uh, for me as a German or somebody from German origin, I'm the generation which grew up with uh, that dealing with the past is a necessity for each country to have, if it wants to have a brighter present or a brighter future. Mm-hmm. And uh, for Lukman, it was just the same. And I think, therefore, he also joined this film project, which uh, it's a film massacre, which is dealing with uh, um, 
which is giving the, the word to six perpetrators of the massacre of Sabra and Shatila. This was our first common project. And um, in a very, I don't know, in a very natural way, uh, Umam was born out of this mm. project. And no, I mean, um, there was this kind of deep understanding and um, yes, Lukman, I mean, he believed profoundly that if Lebanon wants to see a brighter future and be a democratic country, I mean, uh, we have first of all to deal with the past um, and um, to learn from the past, if you want. Learning from the past and this passion for keeping, whether it's the honor of his Lebanon, the way you described it, greater Lebanon, or even what he saw erode in his own eyes in his lifetime. Sid Salma, did you instill these ideas in his mind? <laughs> يعني هل انت مسؤولي انت رضعتي رضعتي هالافكار انا يو سي مايجريشن از ا فيري امبورتنت فاكتور ان ماي لايف ماي ماذرز فاميلي كمز فروم ا سمول فيليج نير سايدا كولد جون اند هير انكل ذا دكتور جراديويتد فروم اي يو بي ان 1904 And then he decided to migrate out. The job opportunity he got was in Brazil. So this idea of moving, of migration, was always it's in hereditary. I started, my parents from Saida and my father from Damascus, we were brought up in Egypt. But we were brought up because in Egypt, there is a community that they call Shawam Masr. Mm-hmm. They don't call you Lebanese or Syrian. Mm. They englobe all these migrants who came east of Suez as Shawam Masr. So we were brought up, we were Egyptians. My father, once they had an Egyptian nationality separate from the Turks, he obtained the Egyptian nationality with number four or five with one of the very first people who obtained an Egyptian. So we, we love Egypt because it's the welcoming country, but we cannot deny our origins. Mm-hmm. And Luqman was brought up in this atmosphere. And the question of migration, which is one of my very important questions that I research, influenced him a lot, especially when he was growing up and his sister and older brother were already in France. And he mean, she means he's a cosmopolitan Lebanese, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. like Monica. We can consider Monica as a cosmopolitan Lebanese. And Lebanon for Lokman was greater. It was not uh, a, petit, a petit nationalité. It was the word. And that's why it's humanity that, that was assassinated mm. that day. Lokman was this some of uh, Syria, Lebanese, Christian, Muslim, you know, from everywhere, uh, uh, German. He was, he, we, we are a cosmos in this place. And, and that's Lebanon what Hezbollah doesn't accept. Yes. And uh, Lebanon was an idea for Lokman. Yeah, it's Much this, more the idea of a cosmos. Not, not a idea. small, petty country with elections and democracy. And it's, it was bigger. It was the Lebanon he dreamt of in this, in this milk he, he drank. That is cause, is, it is really the and word. And the influence of his yeah, father. Yeah, and the because father. Because his father, father when yeah. he went to France, when the war broke out here, and many people asked him to take the French nationality. I was there. I would go to France for a month, come back here a month. Get a, a, an important French general told him, Maître Slim, demandez pour la nationalité française. Uh-huh. Mohsen would tell him, 
Non, Light Lockman, he refused the German German national. He was not the man of nationalities. He was the man of this cosmos. He could have Monica's nationality very easily. He's Lebanese in the sense of Lebanon is the word. Lockman refused for years, until the end, he didn't have any other nationality. But But also for years, he didn't really want to have any. He wanted to be only Lebanese. Lebanon with humanity, with books, with ideals, with you know that is my father, Mohsen, the same. And he could have got the French nationality very easily. Mm. And he was living there, working there, and mm. working to, to he was to a support member us. of the French uh, uh, Nikaba, what do you call it? The yes, But he never gave up, and it's Lokman is the representative word. of his father's ideas, who was very much attached to Lebanon, to this area in particular. And to this and Lebanon that be, that begins here in this uh, Dahye, that was not Dahye, it's, uh, it's uh, it was Sahel, a Christian Muslim area yeah. before the Shia dominated this area. When I came here 60 years ago, it was more Christian than Shia. Let's pause uh, it right here. Let then me Sayyid just, let me Musa. Re- yeah. One second, let me just... Uh, <laughs> you know what's amazing? What this stuff can do. <laughs> <laughs> we can get more. <laughs> <laughs> Je veux observer. Tu veux, si tu veux, c'est du Libanais. Et c'est très Libanais. Donc, l'un est l'Akba. C'est incroyable. about Lokman, you have to know his father's mentality. If you don't know Mohsen, who was a lawyer, an important lawyer here, a deputy, etc. Lokman grew up uh, in, uh, not international, but more than one nationality. Mohsen was Lebanese and very attached to Lebanon. I am Egyptian because my parents migrated and I hated certain things in Lebanon that made the people just migrate. But I cannot deny the importance of having grown up in Egypt, which was more international. If you go back 60 60 years ago, you were not born. Uh, you, you don't know so, how no, Lebanon... No one was born in, in 60 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was born and I grew up in Egypt, which was more international. Lebanon 60 years ago was closed. I don't know how... Not closed, you know, the boundaries closed, but the mentalities. Mm-hmm. Maroni. Shi'i, yani, they identify, uh, this is not to, uh, I don't know how much you know about Lebanon and about... A lot. Beaucoup. Not as much as... For publication, my ideas are for myself, but... uh, But could you, you, with your permission, you, you hinted at something, which we all sort of, we talk about it, but it's not, I think with your perspective, it's more meaningful. You've seen... Lebanon change. You've seen this neighborhood change. You've seen, in a way, your life change. And uh, the the passion, let's say, Lukman's respect and admiration for the cosmopolitanism that you're describing, is that instilled by having parents that are really cosmopolitan? Because I'm wondering, somebody could be so uh, determined to hold on to memory, I'm only guessing that it's yourself and and your husband, your late husband, that brought this to him. And I'm I don't know Lukman. 
the way mm-hmm. you do. Obviously, no one knows Lukman the way you do. Are these things that he had as a child? Were these thoughts that you shared with him when he was much younger? Is there something he saw through your eyes? And maybe he saw a bit of yourself eroding and the memory of what you used to tell him was disappearing. Because it sounds, it sounds almost like it's a romantic tale. So anything you can say about that? Lukman growing up with the shadow of two parents that really loved this part of the world. I'm sure he was very much influenced by the atmosphere of this house. Mm. If you noticed, Mohsen, when everyone was selling his land all around and building small uh, apartment buildings, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he wanted to keep his father's and grandfather's house with the garden. And Luqman inherited this love for this house, for this garden, for, for this place. It was very important to him, and it's important to all of us because without this house and without the grandmother, the people don't know the history. The the grandfather passed away relatively young. Yani Mohsen's father, Mohsen's father, they would bring up, not bring up, it's not children, raise worms and sell silk. Ah, okay. So yeah. the history of this area influenced him because his grandmother, who planted sugar, that is more if he taught mulberry, mulberry trees, and um, sold silk. Silk worms to someone called Lchchar Dal Masih, Tayar. There was a personality. No one has ever written the history of this area, but you have to know it as a background. Jerios Tayar would come to the ladies of the area, especially Anna Om Hassan, you tell me the stories. Yani Mohsen's mother. He would collect from the women or the ladies, whatever you want to call them, all the worms that they had grown for the silk and sell it to France. Otherwise, how could an old lady, uh, uh, an illiterate, uh, who barely can write her name, uh, bring up a son to be a lawyer, a second son to be a judge? There are things in the background that are very important. Yani Mohsen didn't come from nothing. Lokman didn't come from nothing. Yani, the uh, geographical and the social atmosphere influenced all their careers. So this but is what I want to add, if I sometimes feel that, do you remember what they have uh, wrote on our uh, on our door? Yes. They were also criticizing my father, and if they, the people who are now governing Lebanon, were there when my father was very very outspoken, they would have killed him. But sometimes I think that Lokman was assassinated came in, be, before my father, not only for himself. I don't, I don't know anything about... About Mohsen. Yeah, Mohsen I've, was I've, very courageous. So could you maybe tell me as much as you can about his relationship with Lokman? Because he's your father too, obviously. He's your late husband. But that kind of passion, or maybe the, um, the word is actually courage or bravery, is that from his father? Yes. Hmm. He is the alter ego of his papa. And they had a very, very, very strange relation, like any relation between a father (laughs) and a son. Hmm. Lokman, Monica was telling me a few days ago that Lokman, you told me that he wanted to write about Mohsen. Mohsen mm, is someone mm, who mm. is forgotten in the Lebanese history. Mm. Mm. Monica can tell you more. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, I, yani, I met Lukman seven months after your father, your passed husband, away. passed away. Mm. And really, until today, I'm really, really regretting that I I never met Mohsen Slim. And 
Lokmanius to tell me a lot about his father and I believe uh, he was deeply influenced by his father. He was the first lawyer in this whole that they call now the Dahya Gunubeya. It's not Dahya Gunubeya. These are villages. Here we are Harat Lake. Next door is Shiyah. Further south is Burj al-Barajna. He was the first lawyer in the area. Why? Because his mother wanted... This is part of history, because if you want to understand someone, here at the where the airport road is, there was the house of someone called Bittabit. He was a doctor, one was a politician, and he was very, they were very friendly. And when the Tabits had money problems, I gave Oluqman has somewhere, they used to come to Mahmoud Slim, Mohsen's father, mm. and take money from him because they didn't have the cash. So Mohsen's mother was very much influenced by how mm. the Tabits were educated. English, French, correct Arabic, one a doctor, one a politician in the foreign service, one... Yeah, the conclusion yeah. is it's that it's education, a, education is the solution. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this area, without Mohsen, that was educated by his father and his mother, and you know, the education is the only salvation. Mm. And if what they, I just would like to add also, you know, because uh, Rasha hinted about it, I mean, Lokman had wanted always half the time at one point to write about his father. Mm. And yeah. I was telling Russia because I just um, I found some digitized archives uh -huh. about Mohsen Slim. So I was telling some days ago, I was telling Russia, today you are the only one who, who could do it. Mm. He was one of the first she, Shia. She can do to, it. She can do it, but she doesn't want to. She's, no, she's not talk very to much. You and you can she, write she's very well, much. Uh, she's yeah. very much in her own stories. But Mohsen really is Lokman, and Lokman is Mohsen. You know, Lokman is very much. His, yani, he's continuing. He's in the same lineage. Mm -hmm. How do you say lineage in Line, English? The in the same, path. same yeah. path of yeah. of dreamers who believed in humanity. You know, My father was working with uh, Charles Malik for mm, mm. the human right. My mother can tell you, they every year, every year they celebrated... On the 10th of December. Uh, 10th of mm. December, we had a party Big here in this place party. to celebrate human rights it's an in Lebanon. Day of human rights. My father and all his friends mm. would come and my mother would, of course, host them <laughs> and organize something for human rights. But I'm glad this, for me, as somebody who claims now to at least know you and know the story, the general story. I'm glad you're bringing up his father and your, your, your late father. I would have never known about him. That says something about collective memory and why it's important. Mm. Whether or not you write the book, I think, is secondary at this point. The story should be shared. And I'm wondering if Lukman, if that kind of eagerness was there all the time. Because I know Lukman and the Civil War. I don't really know Lukman's story prior to that, if he had curiosity and things beyond what tore this country apart. I'm going to ask you, Monica, was there a sort of thought process there that war, or let's say violence, or the, the consequences of violence, you got to know him through a movie called Massacre, which in itself brings up a lot of symbolism in a way. It's Sabra It's not sort of bygone story. It's a very important part of the Civil War. Is there a reason why that focus was always there? So is it, is it fixing mistakes? Is it trying to prevent repetition? And I'm trying to really understand his psyche here because he, he's, he's a pioneer in one particular area. And you brought the bus, the Einer Mene bus to this home. So that in itself is profound. <laughs> you did something that no one else ever thought of. So what, what is the... What is the thought process there? Uh, it's a complex <laughs> question, but let's <laughs> say... Lokman, Lokman, She's Lokman, a is, Lokman is a very complex person. Lokman was a person of many personalities. Lokman was a person and yeah, they, uh, who also 
like to play in a way. Mm. So, the, mm. yani, and to adventure. Mm. And uh, look, man, um, so bringing the bar somehow, I mean, this was on Christmas Eve 2010, <laughs> if I remember well. Uh, we bought it from Nabatier. I mean, um, I don't know how to describe it, but... Um, is, it, is it a creative way of looking back and trying to Yes, heal? we were always, I, I don't know, we were in a permanent exchange. Yes, we were always trying, I'm not saying we always succeeded, mm, but we mm. were always trying to find creative ways how to uh, not only confront the past, but also to confront the present and to think about the future. Maybe, yani, if I only talk about Umam, uh, through the past. But it was not only digging in the past, mm, it was mm. much more analyzing present, imagining the future, mm, mm. and doing it through the past. So it's and almost, I just yeah, one, of course, please, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but I mean, and I found recently, yeah, not I found recently, yes, but I mean, we were also discussing a lot uh, that, okay, Lebanon lived his first centennial, and uh, so how the second centennial will look. I mean, Lukman mm. was much mm. more looking towards the future, but to understand the present and to imagine the future, you have to understand the past. The past. Well, this is our, this is my theory. This yeah, is the, the world. The Protestant mother with a huge memory. She, she always say, "Don't forget, don't forget," and she's always. You know, I think that the archive. The archival process that Monica and Lokman did, it's because of my mother, who never, never throwed any paper. Mm. She, she's mm. very much into archiving. She, mm. she was keeping every piece of paper, every detail, and that's how mm. Lokman. That's the the, the the legacy of my mother. So the legacy really, of my father is yeah. the courage and uh -huh. the belief of this greater Lebanon that is based on human human rights and on ethics. This My father really was an ethical man and so that's why they would have killed him if if they were there. My father came in used to be very much outspoken like Lokman and people would say would call and say take care, take care Mohsen like everyone that were saying take care Lokman mm. are you protected? What are you doing to protect yourself? Mm. But I think that he died for both himself and my father. I'm really glad that as we're approaching the first year of his assassination, that I'm speaking to you about these lovely, lovely descriptions of a man that I can now imagine myself growing into later. Because the way you're describing him, this is what I do without realizing it. The way you described him looking at the first century trying to understand the trajectory of the second century with a mother that is documenting every little item <laughs> possible. Even I look my first, when, uh, my, when uh, they cut my hair, she kept my first hair. She kept oh, my first I see. Well, that's extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to give you my... Cut <laughs> your hair. I won't cut my hair here. I still have the pictures. <laughs> the first hair of Lokman, the first uh, hair that they cut so from... So, in a way, an, archive, an archival mother, an archivist yeah. as a mother... And a courageous father, or let's say outspoken father, the way you're describing him. Very courageous, courageous. and very much strong and bright. And, and, and two decades ago or so, uh, he passes away, but you are here. You're keeping the house standing. You didn't move. You stayed in this neighborhood. You stayed in now what is known as Dahi, but the way you described it earlier is yeah. equally important. And you kept 
this institution, if you will. We you kept all the house and the garden. His cousins would come and tell him, why don't you build a three or four story building to have rents? Yeah, and he just, would tell uh, them one, one word, I work and I have enough from my work to pay. I like my garden. I will not give it up if you come one day in the vert, morning. Le parti du vert. We like green. We no, like the green party. Yes. Because he preserved, <laughs> he preserved yes. the, a part the of the garden. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we give oxygen. Is, yes, we give them this, oxygen. Yes, this was Mohsen who didn't want yeah. to say. Yeah. And when I met okay. Lokman, mm. Lokman was not living here. Oh, in 2001, I see. I see. Okay. and then, uh, but we were not living far away, mm-hmm. and uh, and in the end, in the end, we started really very quickly uh, to spend all our time here, and then one day, Lokman was asking me, this was the end of 2004, shall we move here? And we moved here, mm-hmm. and we we prepared the apartment where we are living, and uh, because we were spending all the time here. Yeah. And I mean, we we went back at home at two o'clock in the morning. We were at eight o'clock in the mo- uh, in the morning. We were back. So somehow, yes. Look, I, I I'm just it's confirming. It's called Audi. Audi. Yeah. This place is called back. Al Auda. Yes. Yes. No, had to be Samuel Audi. Just confirming. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Come back. It's not and called uh, the Masalan uh, anything. Had to be Samuel Audi. Audi. Yes. Yes. La Terre. La Terre. Welcome back. And I'm just. Confirming how much Lokman was attached to the garden. Lokman was like this. And he, he loved the garden. Hey. You didn't know Abdallah. Abdallah, Abdallah was the old gardener. Hey. Yeah. He, he would finish his studies in five minutes and get not very good grades. Sammy was <laughs> always, his cousin was number one in class. I tell him, he only. Am I not succeeding? Why should I be the Khali Sami? He loved the earth. He loved the Saudi. He loved this place. And we love this land. And we like the Saudi. And we will not leave it. You can't compare him to Sami. Sami's father, the judge, was very severe. He wanted his son to be the top in class. And I accepted with them to succeed whether top or second or 20th, you go up to the higher class. It's a very mingled story. We love this place, mm-hmm. even though they tried to say that he hated this place, he loved this place, and, and he and loved he the back. people of this place. It, it without, without speaking of any confessionalism, he was he was someone who was as you say and as we were saying he was cosmopolitan he couldn't be put into a small box of conf- confessionalists are living in their small boxes for their interests they use confessionalism in this country to to climb he was not a climber we are no climbers we are here and we are in our audi in it, our it, coming back to earth it shows that Without even you mentioning it, it shows just how much the family loves this place. Because mm-hmm. I look forward to coming here. I actually think of this place now as a cultural center that you have held on to and you keep holding on to even when you don't need to anymore. You could literally pack up and go. Of course. You stuck around. Of course. Um, I like the stories. I always hear these in different ways where relatives are selling and selling and selling. You kept the original home because it's 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 ethics. It's wafa wafa. How do you say how do you say wafa in in English? You know, it's you are you are uh, loyal, 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 loyal to a place, loyal to an idea, loyal to a love. I mean, it was always what I mean. This I Of course, I didn't live it in the past, but I mean, this is. Uh, one of the first things Lukman was also telling me, this mm. house was always an open space. I yeah. mean, where is the office now of Umam? Uh, I mean, it was a place where the neighbors, everybody could pass, could have coffee, could discuss politics, etc. We, et et we never closed our gates. gates. Yes. Yeah. Actually, when when Lokman was assassinated, the, the the government asked us to close. But Lokman, 
refused. Refused when I when cars were were stolen in the neighborhood, and I said, Lokman, we should maybe close the gates. He said, Never will we close. Lokman was against closing. We are an open house. We are an open His place. We are not afraid. Him. Zero fear. And and Lokman and Mohsen and Selma and Monica and uh, Roni. We no, are I'm courageous not. people. <laughs> just, we are not the people of being afraid. Before, before having uh, a parliament when Lebanon was under the Turkish Empire, the grandfather was a member of this council they had. So they have King Crane, King Crane. You know what? Actually, let's pause it right here. I'll do one more calibration. So just give me one second, yeah? Yes. Sorry. So we don't lose anything. Lose everything. We are <laughs> Hello, so We can go and uh, smoke a cigarette outside. Khalas, uh, Khalas, I'll, I'll just wrap it up. I'll wrap no, it up. No, yeah. you, we have filled your mind uh, with too, uh, many, too stories. many stories. Another session. <laughs> last few years in the more difficult terrain um, I used to see Lukman on TV outspoken and courageous the way you're describing him on TV um, sometimes I would in a way tune in a little more to what he was saying and a lot of us did and I think a lot of us knew that he was going in a direction that's familiar which is being outspoken Uh, being on the radar, seeing news bulletins, what you hinted at earlier, the uh, vandalism, the posters outside your home, the direct uh, threats, accusations, everything you're familiar with that you lived through, and then the ultimate assassination. And in a way, I think a lot of us realized at that point that the old problems that are not fixed in this country no matter how much you turn away from them, they catch up with you. And all of you, within hours, were on TV talking about Lukman. It reminded me of myself and my family, which is really why I came here, because I understood that you were going through something very familiar, and I wanted to be at least by your side, if not right next to you and with you. Um... You will. Yeah, I tried my best. And uh, for me, it's not, it, it, it comes naturally. I just drove right to your home. Uh, a year after the assassination, and the groundwork is being laid for a foundation in Lukman Slim's name and his memory. I'm very privileged to have attended the meetings so far and shared my own thoughts on the direction it should go from my side. Um, and I know that it's going to be up and running very soon. Let's go into the heavier stuff. Monica, you've made impunity a uh, almost like a household term at this point, something that everyone is talking about all the time. It should not be ignored. I'm right behind you in that fight. So I commend you for doing that deliberately from day one. Sifr Khof and everything you guys did from the beginning, it resonated. It struck really deeply. We all know the last year has been terrible. I think it's safe to say that very little progress has been made on every front in this country. We all know what happened after the port blast and that this investigation is pretty much paralyzed. Uh, I don't expect anything from local investigations, at least from my side. You may feel differently. But at least in terms of the foundation being established, is this your form of justice and trying to, where the state fails, you will pursue it on your terms? 
And there will be an institution that honors that principle. Not just Lukman's assassination, but all of the assassinations that we've grown accustomed to. So if, if we can talk about this. Lukman's final months, you're under threat in your home. His assassination and now the foundation. All of that in perspective, as much as you can say. And Resha, I'll start with you. As his sister and as somebody who's in the publishing world, somebody who's given me books to read, and somebody who's really, uh, I think, uh, inspirational when it comes to sharing his message. Can you share any of your thoughts? I think we should unite you, Monica, my mother, and me, the all the families who have blood on the ground we sh we are strong and we should ask for accountability but in a in a poetic way in this country as you say i am not optimistic because the country is in shambles and the country we I, we are not speaking politics this evening but uh, politics are, of course, this is a very small country, even though Lokman and Mohsen and your father dreamt it of a, as a cosmopolitan place that can really be very important for the world because of our togetherness, because of many, many reasons, this very small, tiny, destroyed, uh, uh, cruel country can, can, can make a difference because of all its wounds, because we are wounded. Uh, I feel that we can keep on the good work and say that okay justice is political that's what they say they all they will say hada ittihamun siyasi and no we don't want to make of justice something that is political we want real justice we want ethics and that is my point and that's what I want to say. And we will keep on the good work in the foundation, in Dar Jadid, in Umam. We have been working for years. My mother has been working on the memory at work, in her libraries, in her search of any, any, any document. We need documentation. We need to be sharp. And we don't need ideology. Ideology should be... And should, should, justice is more important than any kind of al mautuli America, al mautuli all those, all those slogans. I'm against any slogan. I'm for real work, good work, nice work, and that's all. Monica, I know that you're a big reason why we even have this foundation to begin with. You're the backbone, if you will, to this particular branch of what Lukman Slim is all about. So is the foundation meant to serve as a, I don't know if poetic justice is the right word, but is it meant to make sure that even when the state fails, his crime goes unpunished and that cannot happen? You're going to make sure that there's some form of justice, whatever that kind of justice translates into. I'm sorry for the sloppy question, but... No, 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 but... Um but of course we have we many will, foundations and yes. i want to know why this one stands out yani of course we want justice we all want justice for lokman but uh yani of course we want all justice for lokman and we will really really do all together the maximum in order to arrive somewhere but this foundation uh it's carrying the name of Lokman, but it is not only for Lokman. Mm -hmm. This foundation has two sides. It has a side of Lokman's legacy. This is a personal side of his writings and uh, of, uh, of what he has been doing. And Russia is a huge part of it, as they were mentioning to managing together Daryl Jadid. But the other side is a very political side. Mm. And this other side is not 
only dedicated to Lukman. This other side is dedicated um, first of all to Lebanon, hmm. Hmm. second to all uh, victims, families, um, of, of political assassinations for everybody who lost something, somebody. And no, this other side is really dedicated to Lebanon. It's dedicated to end the culture of impunity. It's dedicated to end the culture of murder. And we believe we need to do so in Lebanon, but not only in Lebanon, but also in the region. Because unfortunately, Lebanon is not the only country experiences this. That is, a, that is the biggest void, I think, that needs to be filled. And uh, I can't say anything else other than I'm honored to be at the table. When these are and you are part of it. You are part of this foundation and uh, others are part. And I mean, there I'm retaking a little bit what Russia was saying in other words. Yes, I mean, um, we, Yane, there is really a common fight to fight. And we are strong with you, with all the persons who lost someone in what happened in the 20 last years and before. We are strong with the Twainies, with the Mruwes, with the Shatahs. You know, we are strong and don't think that uh, their missiles and their planes without pilots can be stronger than what we believe in. I will ask... Uh final question and I want to maybe uh, uh, end this with a gentle and positive note which is unusual uh, in the country at the moment when every conversation is bleak and, and difficult um, I want you Sit Salma Mom. to tell me your happiest memory <laughs> of yourself and Lukman in this home in this place in particular, it could, it could not be, in Paris. It could be as a child, it could be as an adult, anything that comes to you as a as a happy memory. Ever than what thing that we shared a lot and we both loved a lot, books. And whenever my brother would send me a stock of Egyptian books, we would, uh, the both of us, Taban, uh, he would enjoy his father's library, which is part of this library. But the Arabic books, the Egyptian books, we, we kind of devoured together. This is the one thing I remember, that uh, his love for Rafi, for his uh, maternal uncle, was perhaps because he's my brother, because I love him, but because he always furnished us with books. So this was something, uh, uh, a very strong tie. Yeah, Lokman was a bibliophile, biblioman. He loved books, and uh, Monica and I will take care of his special mm -hmm. and personal and very, very secretive uh, collection that is very <laughs> important. We shouldn't and make that public. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then his love for the garden. The garden. He the loved garden. the books. The animals. And the animals. Yeah, animals. His love yes. of the animals. We had up yeah. on the roof yeah. here and Sam. Oh, He has a cousin with a difference of one week. Yeah, and his cousin was born then Lukman was born. They grew up together and both loved animals. And the mother there wouldn't have them. And they had this roof for them. And they would hammer and build. And just before it happened, we had eight dogs here. Eight dogs? Yes. I mean, we didn't. We bought somehow <laughs> uh, ten years ago two dogs. Oh, and then they and brought... And then the community uh, yeah. grew. Because, I mean, also with the economic situation, mm. people mm. were... As they knew that uh, we, Lokman, everybody was loving animals. 
animals. So they I mean, the, they yeah. just threw their dogs into the garden. <laughs> so in the end, in the end, now there are less, unfortunately. But I mean, in the end, in the end, there were a lot of dogs. You should see and the pictures with the donkey. The donkey. We love donkeys because I yeah. yeah. promised him if he succeeded, he would get him a donkey. Yes. Uh, Fadja's father. Yes. <laughs> so when he succeeded, he made the effort to get the donkey. Okay. Then he would stand he and announce, you so can write for five minutes. <laughs> you can write for... Yeah, he, the donkey was his property. So one That's day, funny. just to, to, uh, to yeah. tell an anecdote, one day, Lokman was coming back from the big car and uh, he called and I went to the entrance, etc. And what he bought? Two sheep. <laughs> he loved, he loved, uh, he loved the nature, funny. the animals, yes. the people. He was a loving and caring and daring and he was a bibliophile. He has this, he smelled that this is a good book. Mm. Anyway, know, I'm talking so bad somehow, Arabic. Huh? I, I understand I talk extremely badly and I'm extremely sorry about it. You're in good company. But why it happened, <laughs> I mean, because Lukman and me talked French. In oh. the same time, hmm. Lukman, I never could have a secret in German because Lukman perfectly understood German. Oh, I didn't know that. So if oh. we would have been a little bit more intelligent in brackets, <laughs> I could be perfectly today in Arabic. He could have been perfectly in German, yeah. but for one reason or another, we decided to speak hmm. French. I'll tell you why he Lachman studied German. loved languages. Because, he studied, uh, in Paris, he studied Greek and Latin. Mm. Yeah, and and because he, he wanted Arabic. to read the philosophers. Right. Yes. He wanted to read the philosophers in German. Mm. And Lokman, his, Lokman was not like me. If I need to talk in Arabic, I speak even in a broken way. Lokman didn't want to uh, to like uh, do like me, violating another language. <laughs> and um, so he he didn't talk to me in German, but he understood perfectly. He was reading hmm. German. He understood everything. When he when Mohsen started establish an office in Paris and became a member of the Niqaba there of the order of lawyers also in France, Lukman, we would have apartment where Hadi lives now, and when Lukman came and Keda, he would say, uh, stop talking to me in English. Or I'm going to talk in German, and you will learn German. So I told him, Anna, I'm too old to learn another language. I know Arabic, English, French, it's enough. For my age, it's enough. He wanted to learn German from the time of France, and he went and registered in some German school, yes. and he would, on his motorcycle that time, we were all fighting the motorcycle because I hate the idea. Metro, tramway, eyes motorcycle to jump from. Yeah, yeah. And we passed many things, but German became a necessity for him because he said, "You you cheated us in saying that we know Arabic, English, and French. These languages are not enough to lead philosophy. Mm. If you want to read philosophy, you have yes, to read it in German." Mm. I told him, "You." read in German يعني as we say صحتين على قلبك good luck for you أنا I'm satisfied with the three language we used to have so many silly discussions about reading in German reading in English reading in yeah but Sid Salma you know you should there's something about the way you talk about Lukman and your life is very very endearing I could listen to you talk for hours and I'd like one day with your permission to simply talk to you about everything you've seen Because every time we talk about AUB and our respective degrees, just the references you make to names that I know and neighborhoods that you remember that I think I know, but I really don't, um, you're a treasure. So thank you for sitting here tonight and reflecting on Lukman. Russia, thank you so much. I know that... Uh, I know that all of these things are painful. We smile a lot and we laugh together. But I know that there's a common uh, injury. 
and you're very sweet and giving me your time as always and letting me into your home and into your office using your table. Um, and I'm glad it's a bit messy because it's like mine. So I, I, re- I respect a bit of a bit of disorder. It shows that it's being used. And uh, Monica, of course, thank you for letting me even arrange this to begin with, uh, for putting me in the foundation, or inviting me into the foundation. And I look forward to working with you. Um, I look forward to everything that's happening. I think that's all we have at this moment. Come to- more often, come for a meal, and then you can get to know us better. Come and, and cook. We- come and cook. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a cook. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> <want it>? Come <laughs> and cook. I'm not a good cook, but I can no, 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 she no, was. She's she a very was. good she cook. Was a very good cook but she's now she's, good she doesn't cook. want to cook for us, for Monica and me. She used to cook for Lokman, <laughs> <laughs> not for Monica and Russia. <laughs> Well, you're dieting, you want to We are dieting it. Very well. In your magical no. way, you've kept Lukman Slim alive. So, thank but you, Russia. But he is alive. He can, he is he's keeping us, us he keeping, He's keeping us alive. If yeah. I tell you a secret, every evening before I sleep, I say my prayers. Then I have a conversation with him. I tell him, I did this, I read this. Because uh, uh, Lukman is part of, my, of me. So he will never be away. Sid Salma, thank you. Rasha, Lamir, thank you. Monica Bergman, thank you. Thank you. Come for a meal, we will talk of other Bad. things. Oh, we need a cook, mm. we need a good cook. We will talk of the area, of the problems of the area, the coming elections, there are many problems. Uh,